Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready. We're about to live in your head rent-free. Hello, Otterites. This is episode 163. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Welcome, welcome, one and all. It is episode 163, Code of Honor, gentlemen. It is my favorite episode to captain. It's my favorite episode, period. Because I love the freewheeling... Well, what am I saying? It's always freeling, go wherever we want kind of an episode. Uh, yes, but this is, this you take wisdom, hopefully, and, and run with it. What's not to love? And, and they're probably the least produced, least prepared, least studied episodes we do. Well, I don't you know, know that not, I can make not that, that Not that we study the other ones a ton. Well, it's, uh, it's least based in fact. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say that, because I mean... That makes it sound like we're making it all up, which we kind of are. Which but, we kind of are. <laughs> um, but yeah. But it's, it's the least based in research. Well, yeah, that's true. This you is can, the you most... You can find out what we think. Well, it's the most cerebral of all of our episodes. Oh, yes. Which is but cool. ironically, it's the most fun mm-hmm. of all of our episodes. Uh, I, I just I just love it the yeah. best. Essentially, they're thought exercises. Yes. Every single time. I mean, the whole, that's what this whole podcast is. This is just yeah. the most focused version of that. Love it, love it. So, Code of Honor, as Francis said at the end of the last episode, if you were uh, listening last week, uh, which of course you were, Otterites, because you're faithful listeners, uh, said that this is going keep to be... Keep the faith, brother. That's right, keep the faith, brother. Keep the faith, uh, Otterites. Uh, this is... Uh, we're, we're doing a theme... I think uh, we just came up with a catchphrase. We did. We kind of stole it, but that's okay. Keep the faith, Otterites. That's right. Uh, so we're doing quotes from Thomas Hobbes, great philosopher, and uh, a lot of his quotes are actually part of the, the normal lexicon of, of everyday life. Yes. Uh, life is nas- nasty, brutish, and short is yeah. probably one of the most yes. famous. a lot of what he has said and wrote has crept into our consciousness, much like Shakespeare. Yes, right. and we don't always a, know that. Yeah. yeah. That That's why he's agree. the first of our mini tour, so to speak, of the great philosophers that we're starting this month. Yes. Uh, and running through the uh, first of next year, we've got a whole a whole slew of them lined yes, up. Yes, yes. So, Thomas Hobbes, and then uh, we're actually going to examine his life in the next episode. But Correct. We're, we're going to whet your appetite with quotes yeah. from him uh, this week. So, uh, I, as usual, one of the gentlemen will go before me, and then I will wrap things up. Uh, attempting to, to tie it all together based on what they've pulled together. Uh, before we start, though, we are in uh, uh, Studio F here in the, yes. uh, the Baxter building, uh, yes. just as we were last week, and uh, enjoying, once again, Francis's fine accommodations and his fine bourbon. Yes, the Johnny's Game Room, yes, just, just down, down the hall. Down the hall from Reed's Lab. Reed's yes. Lab. Next to Nihilus's Toilet. That's yes. exactly right. Yes, next to the, the, uh, the door of the negative zone. we got to watch out for that. So, all right. So, uh, Martin, are you going first, or Francis, are you I'm going first? I'm suggesting Martin go first. Okay. All right, Martin's can, going first. All right. He, he seems set. He seems ready. I'm still a little bit nebulous, but okay. uh, depending on where he goes, is so again. Hobbes is a wealth of stuff, and I haven't dug into him a ton until we start talking about these episodes. But I find this quote interesting. Because it's so antithetical to the American experience. Okay. Oh, I because, like that. Right. Again, Hobbes is a writer on... He's a philosopher, but it's the philosophy of governance. That's correct. It's kind of his specialty. 
It's political philosophy. Political thought. Political it's not philosophy. necessarily the nature of man, although that creeps in all over the place. Right, because uh, where are you going to go with the nature of man except into how to govern that nature? Exactly. And that's exactly what he's doing. Um, so he's kind of the anti-Voltaire almost. Uh, uh, quite before Voltaire. Yes, yes. yes we'll talk uh, about that next month. But yeah, he predates... Yes. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're doing it first, because he's before most of the rest of them we're going to talk yeah, about. Right. His What's era, the time frame? I forgot to look that up. He's the era of the uh, English Civil War, the Correct. Commonwealth. So okay, that's right. So we're talking 1630s. 1640s. Uh, yes. Charles I loses his head in 1649. That's kind of the benchmark of... I, it's not, you know, I always find that phrase funny, because it's not like he misplaced it. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it right. was it's, taken. It was taken. So, and the Stuart Restoration is what? Oh, 16, uh, eight, 60, no, 16, 1660. Uh, almost 70. I want to say it's 1670. Well, yeah. I think it's 60s, so, 60s. It's yeah. It's a little bit before that. Yeah, yeah. 68 or something like that. 60. Right. So this is that's his era, the era of Cromwell and, and the Commonwealth. And now he's he's writing after that, mind you. But he, he's writing is, in response to the disorder. Correct. Of, he's writing during the time of Charles II, but he's remembering all that crap that went on before. Yes, and that's that, what's that's what's that's driving the impetus him. that drives a lot of him. So you kind of got that. He's gone through this unbelievable anarchy, for lack of a better term, yes. uh, and he's trying to think, what the hell happened? And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Because he's looking about how did we get here? It's an oddly happen? unique period of English yeah. history. It literally is... The only English dictatorship. Yes, that's exactly right. That that you know spawned the restoration of the Stuart line because things are just so crappy under Cromwell. Uh, everybody hated it. Right. Even it had its you know Cromwell had his and he was a military genius in many respects uh, and he brought prestige to the Commonwealth in certain ways, but he couldn't survive beyond him. Right. Well, it, it was it a was very no overbearing, very much so. Puritan. It was harsh. approach to it things. Was very harsh. Yes. Uh, and people discovered you know. Having those uh, nightclubs and brothels and stuff, we kind of liked those. Uh, going to the theater was fun. Going to the theater was fun. Yes. And, uh, and Charles II, he he was smart because he was very much into theater. That's, and, and the prostitutes. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, and the actresses. And the actresses. Which is correct. And prostitutes and actresses were somewhat synonymous with That's time. correct, yes. Uh, uh, so he says, I'm in for that. Bring me back. And so they did. So uh, that's why that's the reason Hobbes could write this stuff is because it's very permissive. Right, you at can't the time. be critical of even in, in veiled criticism uh, during the time of a dictatorship. You that's lose the, your head. That's exactly literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just he was just old enough to yeah. to, to be a child during most of that. And, and okay, right so that's the bio. There's the bio. Well, the, 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 the backdrop to these yeah. quotes. So yeah, we'll have to cut bit. that out and insert it in next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Let's, yeah. Uh, so the quote is. Thomas Hobbes from Leviathan, his famous treatise on government. Mixed government is not government, but division of the Commonwealth into three factions. Mixed government being, of course, you know, government where power is distributed uh, across different institutions. Right. In, in whatever percentage that happens right. to be. That's right. In our case, uh, separate but equal branches, executive Legislative and judicial. So, in theory, 33, 33, 33. Well, it, would it be that, or would it be federal versus states? 
It could also be that. Too. Yes. Again, that's another, again, power invested in separate institutions. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And, and having mean, delineated and limited powers. Right. In I would think that would be alien to Hobbes' concept of state government and federal governments. Right. Because exactly. it's all, it's, it's one the, government. Well, yeah, that, it is. that is a unique thing with us because we started out as 13 countries. Right. And that's it, how they saw each other. So that's why we are the United States because the, that's what nations are, states. Uh, so it could also even be, you know, political parties. Yeah. You could even go that far. Uh, that's correct, uh, yeah. Because I think that's it the sounds like he's talking about whatever pits one group against another. Yeah, the Anything division that is of Commonwealth not unity. into three factions. And again, when you talk three factions, the most obvious inequality of, of that statement is judicial branch, executive branch, legislative branch. Yes, right. That's, that's uh, the easiest example. So he's, he's like... Nah, we don't want it. We don't want none of that. We want the strongest possible central authority is the only way to govern. Um, Which is interesting. You're just pitting these factions against each other. Which is interesting because he just because you know if he's writing in response to Cromwell, well there you go. That's your strongest possible central authority. Irony of irony. That's correct. That's but one of his. Cromwell's position is. Bolstered by Parliament, it is the, the start of the start of everything in this civil war is Parliament against the king. True, correct. True. So division, legislative division, against that's the division versus division. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's reacting to Parliament versus the executive in, in the form of the monarch, saying these are just two factions fighting and, each other that are going to lead to disorder. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, awfulness. Yes. So is he saying that you know, basically the uh, enlightened dictatorship is the only way to go? The exactly enlightened it. monarchy, That's yeah. Exactly, the enlightened, enlightened monarchy. Yeah, he's a, a monarchist all the way through. Yeah. So I, that quote... In fairness, there's no other real option at this point when he's writing. I mean, it's <laughs> well, never really been thought of other than ancient Rome. Well, but that's why I say dictatorship because when we... Because the implication is... Absolute rule, divine. Whether you want to say divine right or not, but it's absolute yeah. rule. You can call it a monarch. You can call it a, a king or an emperor. But essentially, all that means is your son or your, at this time only your son, takes over after you. Right. Uh, that's the only difference between a, a monarch and a true dictator, like a, a, a Tito or somebody else. Yeah. Well, Pol Pot. as a general rule, dictators don't have successors at all. You start over. And something right. else happens, no matter what they try. Right. I mean, so you could call a monarch a monarchy is just a slightly more civilized dictatorship because yeah, it has a formal succession process, right. and it can sometimes not necessarily hereditary. It evolves to that. But right. Well, the Holy Roman Empire did not have yeah, you had a strictly hereditary, hereditary, although it really was. But there was a mechanism. Yes. The, the who had passed who usually had to be confirmed in the spot by but the Saxon the kingdoms electors. were that way before the conquest. You know, yeah. you had, they had to be, the Witten had to convey and they had to ratify who it may be the hereditary choice. It often was, it usually was, yeah. but right. sometimes it well, offers, civil war follows if it's not. Well, and it, sometimes that's it, okay. And it's right because if, to them. if that successor is weak or somehow not desirable in certain ways, it's usually not factionalism right. at this so time, they're, they're which is what was, he's talking about yes. Factionalism, factionalism, which that also bearing in mind in the English, it's, it's only about 150 years after the Wars of the Roses, which was nothing but factionalism. So you've got okay. that as the background here, which was brought to heel under the Tudors, 
which of course during the wars of in England, the religious uprisings, that didn't always see. He's thinking back to the glory days of well, Henry VIII held it together, Elizabeth I held it together, uh, and Charles I decided that because of this stupid thing called Parliament, that it's all going to fall apart. And that's what and Cromwell brought it together, but he was still hampered by Parliament. He's suggesting one strong executive, but it has to be enlightened. He's very clear about that. Otherwise, See, you do have tyranny. Uh, a dictatorship and tyranny are not the same thing. Well, I don't. I don't agree with that. All right, that's, that's that's why I'm throwing it out there. Because is that think on that? Yeah. See, the problem uh, that I have with this quote is this. I have multiple problems with this, uh, and it goes back to what we were talking about in show prep: is the logical conclusion. That's right. Yeah. So if you have one guy or girl, man or woman, who sets all policy, says this is right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So for him to, to be able to say there's no factionalism, he's got to be in charge of everything. He's got to be able to make all the decisions because the moment he no longer makes all the decisions, you have factions. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's impossible. Yeah. The ideal that he's proposing is absolutely 100% categorical, not possible. Irony of ironies here. The, one of the reasons that he's doing this here, this is during the time of Louis the Fourteenth, who is doing this, who is trying, successful but, whether or not. But he's but he's not. He's bringing. He's trying to bring control under everything. All patronage comes from him. He's bringing all the people. So all Hobbes that, but, is looking to that as an example, saying, you know, if we'd only done it the way the French did it, but that's just this it, is possible. But it's not because because I think what this misses is that. You may have one guy saying, all oh, the patronage comes from me, but all that, all that does is saying, I define who the factions are. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's still a factionalism. Well, there's there's still favorites. Absolutely. The factions exactly. just serve the one guy. Yeah. Right. It, it, so it's impossible not to have what he's railing against. Somebody may not start out yeah, that way. Somebody somebody's influence. always angling. Somebody's always influencing. Well, I, I would put it this way. Somebody's always on the outs. <laughs> well, that's and true too. Back that's in. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because who, and it, wants it, back in. Only so, because whoever's close, that means somebody's not. Exactly, and that's so, one of the reasons that, like in Louis's case, they would all try to seek to become uh, close with the mistresses because the mistresses could Louis could give many that. Exactly. So it's the same dance that you're talking about here. That factionalism that he's railing against. It's yes. done even as supposedly in an autocratic society. Yes. If you want to influence the king, you become best friends with Madame de Pompadour. Well, that's and that is literally, of course, that's later, but that's yes. exactly it. That's exactly yes. it. So because she was a long-term mistress. Yes. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, I understand where he's coming from, but like a lot of philosophy, when it, and this is the the thing that that is what saddens me so when it comes to philosophy because. You know, you know, I, I love this stuff. This is this is this is just, uh, you know, this is my thing. They're all full of shit. <laughs> wow, so well put. Yeah, they well, they had too much time on their hands. Well, yeah, and actually, that's a quote that you could say comes from Hobbes. Yeah, so I mean, it's a paraphrase of something that he said. Um, this ideal that they all seem to want to shoot for, almost none of them are ever practical. And, and that's kind of the problem is that, yeah, I love the philosophy, the exercise of the mind, 
But if all I can do is come up with something that is, is total BS that nobody can ever implement, it's a total freaking waste of my time. Yeah, I love... Is it, though? Is it, though? Is, isn't, isn't the exercise itself worth something? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, yes. Be something. The exercise is worth going through. Because if, if nothing else, you recognize you, what is a waste of time. Yeah, when you That's get correct. to the end, you But what's go, impossible? Yeah, if you, when you get or to practical. the end, you realize, oh... You know, this is this is a dead end street. But that's the problem. They never recognize they the never dead end street. And I put this always forth, up to others. They put for this forth, and Hobbes is no different than the rest followers as a moral good. Yes, they say this well, is the way it should be. But and that's the thing; it's not just a moral good. They always put it forward as the, the moral right. good. Right. This the is only. the only way. So as we talked about, you know, there's no diversity here. Reviling Wilson in the last episode, but how is this any different? From Hobbes, Hobbes, they're both saying this is the only way forward. I'm going to save everybody. This, if you follow my advice, and yet sometimes, depending on the leader, people do that in enough numbers to. Well, I'm not saying that, that, that not doing it is the problem. I'm, what I'm saying is that the their their approach, their both both of their approaches is the same thing. Yeah, um, it just depends on the charism- even Voltaire charismatic uh, nature of the leader. Well, as to whether or not they can implement it. Yeah. But my point is that it is not has nothing to do with the leader. It's, it's they're both saying yeah. essentially the same thing. They both are espousing the same philosophy. My way or the highway. Which is only I. Only I. So the cult of personality is a Hobbesian comment. Oh, absolutely. Concept. Absolutely. It, it, absolutely. It, it, that's because that's the only way it works. In his mind. Such as so, is. Yeah, yeah such as is. That's, I mean, and that's it, the reason it, I brought that's, this that, quote That is out. a quality of the enlightened yeah. despot. It's also yes. that cult of personality, and I don't believe Hobbes said that, but ultimately that's well, it. Well, that's, that's a new term. A new term, yeah, but, that's yeah. a, but that's, it's, that's it's a essentially a Russian Revolution term. You have to the have Russians came that, up with that term. Yeah. Uh, that whatever you want to call it. Well, uh, every revolution, there's one man. That's with a vision. No, sorry. But, well, but... That's, that's exactly what he's saying. That's exactly right. But that one man, that's that cult of personality. Every movement, Washington was the center figure in that cult of personality in the American Revolution. Is it personality or is it power? Well, in many ways, it ultimately, can be the same way. Ultimately, same thing. Well, and I, I kind of going backwards a little bit, chicken or egg, but power is ultimately what we're talking about here. Now it's kind of going Nietzsche on it, but that's, yeah. that's what you're talking about is whoever has the power. Right. How they got usually, that power usually, or right. and kept that power should be a function of personality. Achievement. Uh, a function of achievement. But to, keep, to keep it, though. I don't even know that he's saying that. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of throwing I, that, I mean, that, the, that might be more than where... It's probably where not really true, go. though, because you got, you know, right. especially in English, English kings are real easy to see this, because yeah. you have weak ones every so often. You know, Edward II, that he's still king for a significant... They have to forcibly overthrow him. Uh, because he's so bad, which yeah. that they, that's an anathema to the English people. You don't go and overthrow your kings, so, yeah, even though they do occasionally. I have not read anything in Leviathan in, in decades. I, I'm sure I did yeah. in in political uh, philosophy class I had in, in Bellarmine. It's the foundation for so much for us, yes. Um, but Some so, of it in a negative sense. How yeah. does he handle transition from one enlightened despot to the next? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's why I wanted to bring that quote out. It's I'm not... Granting it uh, positive significance, right? I I wanted you to attack it, 
Right. right. Because I would have attacked it. Because um, ultimately the transition part, as yeah. long as it happens peacefully, he doesn't but care. But that's he's, the... He's railing against the separation of powers, which is a bedrock of... Whoops. Of our political sense. Correct. He says right. it's not possible. Well, that's because the... But then the, again, is, how, is he not... There's got to be there's some truth to that because look at how the factionalism. I'm speaking political party versus political party. We are so polarized today. Is that not very Hobbesian? And it's in, in exactly what he's talking about. Nothing happens well, because you just worry about keeping your power. You're constantly running for re-election, so you're not really doing anything. Well, some would say that's a good function was, of government. I was going to say I was going to kind of figure uh, yeah. that's that's, that, that's you know that's as, good. as somebody once said, you know, the the most dangerous time in America is when Congress is in session. In session, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people are safe when they're home. You know, exactly. Yeah. Governs best, who governs least. You know, yes. A very. Uh, a, that's a, a very Jeffersonian ideal. Yeah. So, yeah, it is very antithetical to the American mindset, um, and. I understand his point in that why can't in a, in a very Rodney King way why can't we all just get along? Yeah, but it denies the reality of the individual. Yeah, that's ultimately it because everything is subservient to the state. Yes, in that in that one person. And again, that's very antithetical to us because that means built into our our, our national DNA. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no freedom in that. Yeah, I mean, there's it's very Hobbesian. I mean, he specifies. Once you got this authority figure, you defer. Period. It's your your job as a citizen is yes, o- your highness. O- obey your king. Yes, your highness. Obey it's, your king. Well, it's big brother. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not even built on nationalism at this point. He's no. really pre, this is pre right, this is pre nationalism. This is pre nationalism. Yeah. So this is this is some of it's divine right. Uh, it's all based in duty in many respects. Yeah. Uh, but it's also seen as a moral good. Well, the lack of chaos is a moral and, good. And that's exactly Hobbes, what he's saying. Yeah. Right. The only real goal here is peace. Is Peace uh, Peace at any means? Uh, internal peace. Internal peace. By any co- he's, at any he's cost. Yeah, by internal any means. means. That's correct. And, and, internal you know, peace. Right. And peace a is stable easy. government. Peace is easy to achieve. Give in. That's right. Well, yeah, because that is the yeah. ultimate stable. That's, that's an Orwell, the, the enlightened despot. You know, that's that's what he means. Yeah, the, well, the problem is who defines enlightened. Yeah. Well, Hobbes goes into detail on that because well, there that, is again, some truth he on defines that. it. What that's, if my definition is different? Yeah. Because ultimately, the good of the people is what we're talking about here. Uh, yeah, are but your you people know fed? Are your people? Is there peace? Uh, is there the free exchange of trade? I mean, Hobbes goes into detail. Yeah, on but a lot of that's where the de- the difference comes in. Yeah, what's the definition? Of the good of the people, exactly. You because know, to it, me, it, the it, only goes good further. is the people's liberty. Period. Everything else, he could care yeah. less about that. Yeah, that's right, and that's right. Uh, He's he, saying, he, in his case, it's you know the free exchange of trade. That's really what he goes. Well, see, down and, to. and I think that's antithetical to what he wants because free exchange of trade, yeah, automatically is going to lead to a free exchange of ideas. It's yeah. going to lead to factions because a free because free trade yeah. is going to lead to economic competition economic competition is going to start building factions economic competition in the form of factions is how you get big business and big government in bed together right ultimately of course the, the in his case the concept of big business is I get impossible. that but yeah. then it would have been uh, yeah. dukes right. and counts instead of big corporations right that's where the economic factionalism 
would have come from there. Which again goes back to it's, I decide who the winners are and who the losers that's are. Right. That's somewhat familial, somewhat geographical, somewhat patronage, all of that in his mind. Right. right. There is no merit in his system. None, none whatsoever. No. And it, again, that's irrelevant. That's where I have a problem because that's a very English it's, thing. It's a fixed. It's not just a fixed point in time. It's a fixed system that cannot, by definition, cannot and should not change. That's right, because people do not change. So once change. you're on the highway to hell, that's your only place you're going, because well, po- we do not change. You're born in poverty, you die in poverty. Yes. There is no upward mobility whatsoever within, yes. the, within, right. within, right. within the society. Class. Damn it, you know your place and you stay in it. That's, that's correct, yes. because that keeps order. Yes. That's, that's, so that's, eventually that's, one man would have ruled this and brought order. Brought a good start in Caesar. Think of its accomplishment. Sorry, I'm doing Condonian sing. Well, I brought it up. He brought so. it up. Yes. I mean, we're doing an excellent job eviscerating Hobbes off of just one quote already. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, because but I think I need to turn it over to Francis. He's in the 1600s. And so much of the things that Voltaire spoke about and that Jefferson took from that, it's taking Hobbes' ideas and realizing, but that's not quite us. But it? you know what? I think they do the exact same thing. This was my problem with Voltaire. He says all these grandiose things that sound really great, but he means only for certain people. You know? It's, what? It's, that's right. Yeah, it's they, this, yes, they had a hard, even up through Voltaire, they had a hard time shaking off their notions of class. Yeah. Yeah. Class was not not to not to go all Marxist on us here, because you know I am not a Marxist, but class does figure into their perspectives. Exactly. Absolutely. Every you know Jefferson too? Liberty is only for those who deserve it. Yeah. You know, liberty is those only for those who are born into it. Those yeah. who are in, oh, capable of understanding it. Right. So you know, yeah. even Voltaire is as high sounding and as nice as, as all of his stuff is He's still, he's still an asshole. Well, yeah. I mean, because yeah. it's only for certain people. Yeah, that's that's correct. And that's right. to me, you don't really believe what you're saying unless you're applying it to everybody. everybody. So that's because why I say he's an asshole because he doesn't yeah. really believe what he says. But why does it get? Well, he, why should it he be does, applied but to only everyone? For certain people. Because, because of, of the, the inherent, inherent dignity, dignity of, of the, the human, human person. person. There you go. Very good. I'm delightful for that. See, if I've taught him nothing, I have taught him th- this. That's not something Voltaire would be able to articulate. He would, but he but he would not apply but that universally. These human people, not these human that's people. That's exactly right. That's, there were still exceptions. All of humanity deserves liberty. That's correct. Because ultimately... Not license, but liberty. Anything else is ultimately racist. Anything... Because if it's only racist, some... sexist, however you, know, you want to put it. Classes, yeah, classes whatever. It's all the same. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. So, which leads me to my quotation. Oh, Get excellent. Okay, excellent. All right. Which is very similar to what... If we're, if we're going to kind of continue on the same mode here, but this is another, <sighs> this is another Hobbes quote that talks a little bit to what you're talking about, but it goes back to the essential quality of humanity, which government I'm is... sharpening my razor to continue the... Oh, I was wondering, you're stropping the blade. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Okay. It says, government is necessary, not because man is naturally bad, but because man is by nature, here's the money shot, folks, more individualistic than social. Let me read it again. Hmm. Government is necessary, not because man is naturally bad, but because man by is by nature more individualistic than social. 
I like this. I actually, I agree. I think one hundred percent with that. That's, see, and that's 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 why I wanted to make sure we bring out something that is not easy, so easily eviscerated, uh, because it's the nature. Because you're exactly right. We are individuals first, even though we are social creatures. Society comes. I think we are probably we must more be. social than he thinks. Yeah, that's right. We but are. oh yeah, we are social creatures. There's no, we, there's no doubt. Government. About that. It's just a question of a hierarchy here. Yeah, and, there, and there's always a hierarchy. I don't. I don't. There is no such thing. Which as one totally trumps quality. the other? Yeah, but I think that, and again, not to dominate because I know I've been really doing oh, that. No, you're doing great, man. Um, I think that the reason you have government is supposed to be to guarantee the liberty mm-hmm. of yeah. the people. Yes, uh, of all yeah. the people. And yeah, we put it. We you know this. We do ordain and establish this constitution. You know, we the people. Yeah. You know, and the government should come from the people in order to safeguard right. what's sovereign. What? Yes. Who is sovereign? Yes. Is so it that which is sovereign? Yeah. Because if if, it, if we do leave it all to the individuals, it's yeah. anarchy. Well, that's what he's talking about. And it's about all here. relativism. That's and right. We will. We are not. We will that. eventually kill each other if it were not for government, right. because right. we're all individuals first. Yes, I'm we're all individuals. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but that's what he's talking about here. Is that that's the only that's the government exists to keep people safe, because otherwise we'd kill each other. Right, government. That's what he's saying. I'm not well, saying that that's. See, I don't know about kill each other, but the government. Well, do, well the strong is, would dominate the weak. Yeah, well, the government exists to to in my mind is obviously it does not exist everywhere because of this or or, or uh, expressed this way is to. We establish government, and we let government do the things it does, and then, of course, it takes more than we let it, but that's another discussion. To do the things that individually we can't do, first of all. Like, I'm not going to go out and pave just that portion of the road in front of my house. Because if the guy on my right and the guy on my left doesn't do it, what's the point in me doing it? Yeah, that's, that's a good so, example. Yeah. Common defense is another one. Common defense. Uh, being sure the mail runs across the entire country and the world. Things like that. Uh, you know, guaranteeing that uh, you know that there are laws governing contracts. Yes, that's a hugely important. One. That's hugly important. Well, the the, sa- uh, the safety of the citizenry, citizenry yes. as well. You know, to, hopefully, to the, these, theoretically, yeah. the local constabulary should take care of that. But yes, but that is an that is but, an, an arm of you know yeah, yeah. it's hierarchy yes. of local. Things. So this, <coughs> but so yes, the government exists though to you could say in certain ways you can misinterpreted, but the government exists to protect the people from themselves at times as well. Well, that's what he's saying, yes. for sure. And that, yes, I think that's what he's saying. But <coughs> the government should do that always in the service of all of the people. Or at least as many as it can, because you can't really serve everybody in every single case. Well, there are conflict, conflicts, of course. Right. Uh, but is he not saying that too, though? He's yes, yes, that. yes. I, I think as a mechanism <coughs> to... Uh, maybe this is a good way to put it. Government provides the mechanism to resolve disputes between individuals. Mm-hmm. Or groups. Yeah, or groups, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and we express that through, all right, we got laws saying that green is go, yellow is proceed with caution, red is stop. Yeah. At every intersection. Or the octo- uh, red octagonal stop sign. Yeah. Uh, means you stop. And everybody, first one there goes, and then it goes around to the right. That is the only freaking thing you need to know about four-way stop signs, people. Learn it. Sorry, that's one of my pet peeves. Um, Sounds like a hoopajoo episode. Yeah, really, that could be. Traffic pet peeves. 
Uh, yeah, we better not go there. Yeah, because no, that guy driving will go down the rabbit hole and not come back. Yeah, because that guy driving in the you know, skip a bit, brother, fifty Let's, miles an hour say, in the left lane. Don't say, oh, he said it. Oh no. Well, we all know where Martin would go yeah, with that one. That's well, correct. or the one that's driving twenty miles an hour too slow on the on ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or comes to a stop at the end of it. Oh, oh that's right. So yes. Hazards of navigation. Yes, I about right. sent some dude in a pickup truck uh, into the middle of next week yesterday uh, on 65. Because no. he was just poking from the Snyder on the 65. Well, and I was like, dude, you've got to go. The rest of us have to get on. Well, and you know, that's an example where that man should have, if a police officer had been there, could have ticketed him because he was a danger to... Yeah. Traffic. It was he, reckless he was, driving. He was or reckless stopping. However you yeah. want to put it. I mean, he. You think, oh well, he's going slow, so he's not dangerous. No, no, actually, that's a danger. Is he's a danger to the rest of the traffic? That's right. He yeah. really is. If that pickup doesn't go any faster than that, you need to stay on surface streets. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You don't need to be. So on the that's a great way. example of the need for government for to help us all have an agreed upon standard of. Behavior that we will we all agree to work that on that makes things function. Yes, yes, yes. As opposed to arbitrariness. That's yes. the that's the thing that that uh, that's the thing that the other quote that Martin had leads to because yeah. it's the arbitrariness of one person. Yeah. Whereas if we can get more well, people to if, agree, it's in, less in, arbitrary. In, in Hobbes's mind, if the if the despot is enlightened, there is no arbitrariness. He's working always for virtue. Yeah. Yes, but the, the despot is only enlightened in his own mind because well, I guarantee most of the other people do again, not think he's enlightened. He's a philosopher. What's that got to do with anything practical? I get that, but that's again that's why I that's, think that, that's my I get sad with philosophy because yeah. they're all full of crap. That's right. It's a. Yes. Uh, but it, it certainly makes for some interesting ideas exactly. on that because yeah, he's right. You know. Like you say, you agree with his with him on this. Most of the time, most of Hobbes' stuff we would probably agree with. What about the nature know, of man? Most, uh, hey, man, most. Hey, well, as with regards to the nature of man, nature of humanity. Uh, I don't even know that I would say that necessarily. Uh, yeah, because I, I, his it, what we don't agree is how do you mitigate that? Yeah, because he because believes that I, man I, left I, to his own devices is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, certainly there are tendencies in our behavior. That can be hurtful of others, but I think humans are more social than he gives us credit for, and I think you are to you a degree are... we can self-govern, but certainly it's much easier to self-govern in smaller groups. It is as as you make the the civitas larger. Then yes, okay. You you need to then be a little more on top of everything. Well, one thing he's he's neglecting, and this is because of his time, is that man humanity has the capability of education. See, there is no such thing here, as far as he's concerned. The reason there's no upper mobility is because there's no means for that. Because the 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 ignorant have to stay ignorant because we have no mechanism for doing otherwise. Why should we? Well, also, once we learn that not only should we, not only can we, but we should. When we have education now, we have the ability to be upwardly mobile, and well, that's, therefore, that's a that's a difference in technology though. Three hundred and fifty years ago, when Hobbes is writing, yeah. in the sixteen sixties seventies, there you know we're not even anywhere near the beginning of the industrial revolution. Yeah, you know, there's everything right. is man and horse powered. Correct. 
So if you are a farmer, you can't send your kids to school. Even if the village has a school, yeah. you can't send your kids there because in the wintertime, it's too cold. Yeah. You're not going to send them out in the snow and the freezing. You probably don't have decent clothing for them to wear. They're yeah. going to die. Yeah. They're going to die in the snow. In yeah. the summer, in the spring, in the summertime, you're planting, you're tending, and you're harvesting. That's right, and that's a necessary function at its own level for society to yeah. function. Yes. yes. So no, the best you a... can do is go to school, go to, to uh, uh, church on Sunday. At this time, uh, most well, six. Yeah, this would have been because the yeah. Catholic Church would have been back uh, briefly. But I mean, you would have gone to church. You know, you would have got some Sunday school in that sense, yep. and that would have been about it. That's right. That, that's that's and, that's the government's way of, because at the time they were together, of giving good to its individual citizens. Yes. That's as close but, as you got to saving their souls. And beyond that, they had their jobs to do. Well, Society yes, and their was, job was to feed the rich. That's right. Well, I mean, and each other. I mean, it, 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 yeah, everybody. You know, a few of them die, and then, you know, as long as it didn't interrupt the, the flow of goods and services See, to the rich. And that's, there's, that's part in your... Or in, to the despot. There's there's some sense in what you... But see, the problem being, as it's never been changed, mind you, is the ultra-rich continue to stay ultra-rich and the poor never get better. That was not even a question or an issue for Hobbes. Whereas today, it's one of the benchmarks of a civilized society. Yes. That, uh, that, uh, that mobility. mobility. And that's yes. kind of what I'm pointing out here is that that's, that's a sea change, folks. Is that while all of a sudden technology had a lot to do with it because we could, but ultimately it's a philosophical change of thinking. You no, know, the dignity and sanctity of human beings has to go to everybody. Something right. Hobbes had had no interest in. He saw them as something as a, as a group that must be controlled for their mm-hmm. own good too, not which again, just the which good is thing. very. Uh, uh, authoritarian. Well, that's the name of the word I was looking for. It is, is that antithetical to the American mindset? It is. It's very much a, a condescending, I know best, paternalistic. Yes, that's attitude. a good word. Paternalistic. Yeah. Yes. That's where all. That's where a lot of this stuff comes from in philosophical form. Yeah. Good stopping point. Yes. That was, uh, I think we shall have a bourbon break, gentlemen. Yes. Yes. It is time for a bourbon break. Uh, so. Talk amongst yourselves about the bourbon for a moment while I figure out what Let's my quote is going to be. Let him choose his rhymes, as Cyrano de Bergerac would say. Yes. Uh, while we, while we so, yes, Francis and I uh, poured from his stock here at Studio F uh, another Old Forester brand. Yes, this is one of their, their so segmentation not brands. The, not the 1920 Prohibition, but which the 1897 like. Bottled in Bond 100 Proof. Yes. Which, <coughs> pardon me, I'm not finding quite as complex, but still good. Um, still a, a very, um, a very mellow flavor. Yeah, it, it's a, got a little sting to it. Now, we're drinking it, uh, with ice because it's a hundred proof. It's opening up a lot of flavor here for it me. It is, uh, it's tongue-based for yeah. me. It's not, it's not sinus, it's, it's not esophagus, right it's very tongue, it's very front of the mouth. Um, it is very different than that. Uh, than the than the the hundred and twenty not, not as the nineteen twenty yeah the nineteen twenty one fifteen not as sweet not as chocolatey not as fruity see Martin is More our master a, taster he's the one that, uh, that knows master what master you taster. taster 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 yes that's right uh, he's the one that seems to be able to pull the uh, uniqueness out of it yes even though I don't drink soft drinks anymore. I still have sweet drinks, so that probably still taints my palate some. But I still, I am seeing a better 
uh, palette. You're getting a broader. Yes. You're yes. able to distinguish more things. Yes, far more yeah. than I used to be able to. Yeah. But yeah. not nearly to your level. Yeah. Well, of course, I could also be just talking out of my ass. You could. As and we would not makes, know the difference. As long as it makes for a good podcast, gentlemen, who cares? <laughs> no, well, no, as long as we are accurate in our statement yeah, of fact. Of course, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, really, I did get a little bit of that from the 1921. This one, I'm, it's not as complex. I'm not getting quite as many things. Having a harder time placing it. Uh, but still, very mellow. Uh, smooth flavor. Again, yeah, right on the tongue. Um, and not. Would not, you say it's a little stripped down? Um, not quite. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bottled and bond. Remember, so yeah. it's going to be a different, of a little bit more of a strict process. Well, but the strict process doesn't necessarily that imply that they yeah. don't get to monkey with the recipe. Well, that's kind of what I'm talking yeah. about. Is yeah. you know where where uh, does it fall in there? Most likely, most likely, it's a very similar what they call mash bill. What right. what they're mixing, uh, probably not exactly the same, but. Probably somewhat similar, aged a little differently, blended a little differently. Uh, it could just be that, you know, where it was in the rickhouse, you know, that particular summer yeah. made a difference compared to the other one. Because, uh, um, you know, that is a that is a very yeah. important thing in That's the right. aging of bourbon. Uh, that is why all bourbon comes from Kentucky, because we are so unique. Yes, we don't uh, have to do this. For, for how this works. But. Yes, uh, our limestone for the water and our... Uh, our seasons. And our, and our seasons are just... Or we get all four seasons... Yeah. Very distinctly, distinctly, yes. Distinctly, that's correct. Yes. So, yes, I'm still finishing off the 1920 Prohibition uh, because I could not get through the entire glass in the in the last episode. I'm just taking my last swallow. Well, uh, this, so this is, uh, because this is at the end, this is far more diluted mm-hmm. uh, than the original yeah. 115. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think, any, even at 100 proof or 115 proof, none of us had uh, had the kajumpok, as the Klingons would say, the stones. <coughs> To, uh, to go with it neat. <laughs> yeah, it's still... Uh, so this one, as we said in the last time, uh, very much in the mouth and on the tongue. Where where do, where do you... Get this it? one's the same. Same, okay. Yeah, very much, very much right there to in me, the front of the mouth. probably says that it is like a same core formulation that they mm-hmm. modify for the various... Because it's still the same brand, so they're probably still going to want to have some similarity, I would guess. Yeah, correct. But, yeah, and like I said, they've, um, got, uh, they've got four or five of these year versions, yeah. uh, which, you know, we've just got the two here now. I would uh, say we'll that have the, the others. Yes. I would say that the ice and the dilution uh, especially brings this out. Yeah, um, it does, and it smooths it greatly. Oh, that's very yeah. true. It's it is yes. it is it is. It, it, so it's as much as yeah. It's so the, the flavor is hanging around a lot more with this iced diluted sip than it was at the very beginning. Uh, so again, to me, that's another vote in favor of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of splash of water and chilling yeah. to, right. to yeah. To I, work I with really it. do find that the ice just it just blooms yes. these flavors more than neat. Neat can just be overwhelming. Yes, with the alcohol, where you just don't you just don't get that chance to see right. that depth. And I think the best example of that was that Jim Beam Black. Yeah, it, it, it was just it's so medicinal tasting. It's like slugging taking a slug of Nyquil. Yeah. Not quite that bad. Which is I mean, usually <laughs> Martin's major right. yeah. complaint. But yeah. you add that that water and ice, which, the, through the water through the melting ice, it totally trans. It doesn't even taste like the same. Well, and that which leads us to the point: the one that you that you dislike the most, I think, was Buffalo Trace. Yeah. It, did you drink that neat? 
Probably not. I was going to say, I'm wondering oh, if maybe... If, if, they, if it's front-loaded with that really heavy medicinal flavor, that could be, that could be hard to overcome. Right, but, but I mean, the Jim Beam Black did. I'm willing to try it. What's that? I said with, it did with yeah. the Jim Beam Black. Yeah. 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 I'm willing to try it again. Sure, yeah. And, now that and we know that, a little bit more about what we're doing. And I mean, I won't buy any Buffalo Trace, but if it's in your uh, stockpiles... So you're willing to let us take the financial risk on that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's quality. Of course, it's just, you know, it's also, just like so much things, it's not a question of appetite, it's a question of taste. Yeah. Yes. And, and certainly, there are people for whom it, they like the taste. That's uh, right. Buffalo Trace is a popular bourbon. It Bullet is. Bullet is a popular bourbon. We've had Bullet on, on the show it's here. Some in my shelf right it, now. It, it, to me, it's also one that leans a little in that medicine direction, a little rough. Not as smooth and blended it's, and complex. I think Bullet is designed that way because because it calls yeah. itself frontier, frontier whiskey. It's meant to be a little bit more but, harsh. Yeah, harsh, yeah. But uh, it's, again, it's, it's charm. When you start talking about that same price point, I mean, hell, Evan Williams is fifteen bucks, and it's smooth and uh, not complex but flavorful. Yeah. Uh, Wild Turkey at nineteen or twenty bucks. That wonderful pear. Uh, vanilla. I mean, I, it was like, wow, I really get this, and it's what I'm supposed to be getting. Yeah, right. Uh, flavor. I just don't. So I don't get the attraction of at the same price point, going with these harsher flavors. Right. So they, or they even really at higher to, price points that yeah. don't don't match the smoothness and the. That's uh, right. There are some that. For, uh, well, for some I mean, folks, that's a thing. They like that. They yeah. Like it. I, I, it's just yeah. not apparently like the, not us. The uh, the one Jim Beam the. Uh, uh, the Devil's Cut. Yeah, you know I like that as a good change of pace. It's not nearly as smooth as uh, the normal ones that I drink, but I think that's a good change of pace. Yeah, it, which as it's re- you know the Devil's Cut by by its marketing, it's meant to have that harsher edge. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, and that's you know hey, it's just a thing. You know, right, okay. right. So excellent bourbon break, gentlemen. Oh, it was right. excellent. Yes, slide yourself over here, Robert, and uh, <clears throat> see what we got. Uh, now I'll save that for the next episode. I think because uh, I don't want to. Uh, starting because I want to I want to get to my quote. So yes, yeah. Uh, my plunk quote it, plunk it down is uh, from Man and Citizen. Okay, okay. Uh, so we, we I think we stayed with Leviathan for both of yours. It's just right? work. Yeah. It's where most of yeah exactly yeah. yeah. Uh, and so this one I think is going to sum up my problems with both quotes, both my problems and my. Oh, I like that, but it's still got its flaws, and you're just totally full of crap. So, it is one thing to desire, another to be in capacity fit for what we desire. Ooh. Wow, really? Again, a commentary on the nature of humanity. Yes. But it's It's, also saying that... uh, It makes us sound like we're undeserving of what we have. Well, we're undeserving of our liberty. And you, so some people can, I think you could make an argument in some ways because I, I think a lot of people, um, I think they, they abuse their liberty. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if you fritter it away, though. It's yours to fritter. It's yours to Assuming fritter. you are not impinging upon another's liberty. It, yes, yes. Uh, at least not in a way that is not appropriate. So if my liberty is to, you know, uh, get a nail gun and a bucket of nails and keep you off my lawn for two hours. Yeah, most of them, yep. You know, yeah, th- yeah. Th- that's it. You know, and if yes. you come over and take me out, you know, that's not inf- infringing upon my liberty because that that was not my liberty to begin with. 
But to me, what this quote is saying is, I to me, it spoke more to uh, people like Hobbes himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because to me, it's almost a commentary on on again. This is a, this is a quote pulled out of a larger piece, so I don't exactly know the context here. But what it says to me is a couple of things. One is, you know, we may want something, but can we achieve it? Can we get it? It's not so much, do we deserve it? Yeah. Because uh, the being fit for something to me says, you know, all right, well, if I want to be a professional basketball player, is being nearly 56 and, you know, 60 pounds overweight okay in pursuit of that goal? Probably not. I'm not fit for that. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's and that's a fit in a particular on how way. How you define that word fit? Yes, yeah, because it, it, you're you're having the fit. talent for what you desire is one thing. Right. Well, well, it, it, but, there's that talent because presumably, if you have the desire, you probably have at least some degree of talent. Not always, because uh, commitment. But, but do yes. you have the commitment? Have you honed your craft? Yes. Ah. Yes. To enable you to achieve that. But the have other you done part, the work. Yeah, have you done the work? Talent plus commitment equals yes. the achievement yes. of the desire. Exactly. Now, whether it, uh, you are hugely successful at it, I mean, at the achievement of the desire, but you are certainly, uh, you are certainly yeah, living out that desire yeah, I mean, as best as you can. Yeah, whether or not it sells is immaterial. Well, I think even but it's you know even well, a film director of a flop has talent and had commitment. And produced. Well, then what's the, the artwork? Oh, the very good point. What's that means that that equation is incomplete. There's something else that right. equals success. Yes, I mean, well, it, it, yeah. Assuming achievement is defined as success. Well, right, because not I, just I feel the like they can be there. they can be separate. You can achieve what you desire. It doesn't mean that other people see value in your desire. Well, right, that's, exactly. But ultimately, but that's, isn't that what we're looking for? Right, because, I mean, we could spend the next 30 years writing 50 books apiece and never sell a single one. That's right, exactly. But if we have produced what we think is the best we can, you know, we have achieved that desire. Now, will we be happy that, you know, nobody, we're not commer- nobody likes them? Well, no, because everybody wants... Yeah, that, which is kind of back to my point. I think, ultimately... That that the the achievement is by itself is just a dawdle. It's it's irrelevant. Yes, it's success is what you want. Yes. So therefore, there's a missing component to your equation. I'm I'm wary of defining def- using success in this particular quote because it's relative to the public and they are fickle. Well, and, because success. Well, there's that, but success is very much an individual definition. Yeah, it really is. Because when you look at somebody's, so for instance, the one of the non-fiction books I'm working on is how you set goals and yeah. what that what success truly means. Right. Okay. Right? And one of the things over the years that that I've truly come to believe, because most of the motivational self-help kind of stuff is very materialistic oriented. Yeah. And I don't like that approach. Not that there's anything wrong with wanting to have money. Yeah. Money as long as you use it well and wisely. Yeah. Uh, but some would say, well, that's none of your business how I use it. It's like, well... The law says otherwise. Well, well, to a degree. To a degree. I mean, that's true. You know, I mean, if Martin wants to, to achieve his wealth and spend it all on, you know, blowing hookers, that's up to him <laughs> and his wife to, to argue out. Uh, I suspect he will lose. I suspect quickly. he will, yes. too. Yes. But that's, that's not for me to say whether or not, you know, that's for him to do. 
Other than the fact that, you know, the blow in hookers is illegal, uh, you know, which we've all agreed upon. Well, if, you, if you move to certain places, it is not. So therefore, yeah, but that, you've got the money. That's beside the point, though. But the success is individualistic in, in that if I define success or, if you want to call it my happiness, my joy, right. yes, yes, that's, however yeah. you want to put that. Finding mm-hmm. your bliss. Um, finding your bliss, yes. Uh, li- you know, Being your best self, living your best life. A purpose-driven life. <laughs> if you want we to go there. This, like Steve Rogers, we can do this all, all day. day. <laughs> well, where, where I come with that is a values-driven life. Very good. Very so, good. So, yes. to me, true success is living out your values. Okay. And having a purpose is one of those values. Well, yes, that... If you live out your values, you should be finding your purpose in that. There should it should become very apparent. Nice. Yeah, um, nice. and that's a whole other thing to go to. So, so purpose so, is kept inherent within those values. Yeah. Well, the, the purpose it, has to it, serve the values. The values have to serve the purpose. Uh, but the values come first. The values yeah. have to come first. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise um, the purpose is. Uh, and my values are going to be different than yours and yours and the guy down the street. So therefore, my definition of success is going to be different. Uh, great juxtaposition of this is is uh, uh, Tony Robbins' uh, uh, audio I was listening to once years ago, and he was asking people in the audience, "Tell me what your success, level of what? How do you define success?" One guy stands up and says, "Well, it's to have a net worth of four million dollars, to to weigh this much, to have X percent of body fat, and pretty long list." But those are the three that I remember. So Tony Robbins says, "Well, are you a success?" Is it no? Like, well, why not? Well, I'm only worth two million dollars. My body fat is two percent higher than what it should be, what I think it should be, yeah. and so all of these things that he he misses the mark by, you know, and he thinks he's a failure. Whereas everybody else in the room would think he's an, an utter success. Yeah. The next guy he asks is like, well, what's your definition of success? How do you define it? Every day above ground is a great day. Yeah. Yeah, any any day I'm not looking at the roots of uh, the grass and the trees is all right. Exactly. So those are the two extremes. Yeah. But you know what? The second guy was happier than the first guy. Yeah. Even though by any yeah. societal measurable means, the first guy was the total success. Yeah. Now, this guy, for all we know, was worth $20 million. I don't know. Yeah. But that wasn't his definition of success. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I hesitate he's, he's to... He's happier in the end. Yes. The other guy, the first guy, is miserable because right. he's he's missing some arbitrary he's, target. Because he's he's misdefined the goals. Yeah. It's because the thing that he desires, he is not incapacity is not fit capacity fit. to have it. As yeah. Hobbes would say. That's yes. Right. He is yeah. not that, fit capacity to have it. Exactly. Because he is he is a he has a, a flawed desire. Yeah, is the way I would put it. Now that's his desire. So if that's the way he wants to live his yeah, life, but ultimately that's why he's not achieving it. And he can, and Hobbes would say, never achieve it because he's not fit for it. Right. Now he's maybe, and maybe he could achieve it, but at what cost? That's right. What's he going to do to his he family? Would just, he would just move the goalpost too, and very likely he would move he, the goalpost. If he got to four million, then he'd say, "Well, I'm not happy, so it must be six million." Exactly. Without realizing that's not the reason you're not happy. That's exactly. It's because you, you bring yourself in many respects. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, he's, yes. as, as it appears. George McClellan of the uh, self-help well, circuit. Exactly. So, but the, the reason that I chose this in relation to what we were talking about earlier is Hobbes, he, he, he's illustrating this yeah. through those two quotes that you guys came up with. Yeah. 
because he's he's recommending the enlightened despot against all uh, uh, factions and other forms of government. Yeah, other than separating powers, yeah. Right. But at the same time, he's recognizing that we need government to... Uh, what was your quote? Uh, we actually didn't have you guys redo your quotes, yeah. which is bad, because well, yeah, I almost always it, do that. Because to essentially control things, government is necessary not because man is naturally bad, but because man is by nature more individualistic and yes. social. So he's saying that... And in some ways, his, his quotes do support each other, but yeah. they're also in, in opposition. Because, yes, we're individualistic, and so, uh, yes, a guiding hand to help us be more social on a... In our relationship to others. Yes. yes in a way that. that supports that inherent dignity of the human person, as Martin so justly and rightly pointed out. So yeah, government is necessary. But that implies that the factions are working together. So on the one hand, he's acknowledging that, yeah, we've got to have that. On the other hand, he's saying, well, no factions except my own faction. Which, to me, they're, they're contradicting. Yeah. In some ways, they're self-supporting. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, they're the, contradicting. There's the beauty of that, all that. Well, that and this is the paradox. Well, and this is the epitome of what makes a great philosopher. Yeah. He can say the same thing and mean multiple different things. And as that's a matter of fact, it's still reading. Yeah. It's what uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt said about uh, the, the, the 14 points from yeah. Wilson, the last one. It can mean anything and nothing. And that's the mark of a good philosopher. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, which so to be a philosopher, I guess, means you desire one thing but not be able to achieve it. And that's why Mel Brooks is such a genius. You're a stand-up philosopher. Oh, you're a bullshit artist. Yes. Did you bullshit last week? Did you try to bullshit last week? Right. Very good. So show. we haven't brought Mel Brooks in in a while. Yeah, he is truly one of the great. He is a super. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and a nice guy too. Yeah, Wiley yeah. Coyote, super genius. Yes. But, so. I think this is a great quote to, to kind of point out the flaws in both of his uh, statements. But also in a in greater context, which is where we went with it initially, yeah, right. was talking about how we as human beings also, because again, this is taken out of a larger quote, and I don't know what that quote is, but for me, this also tells me, yeah, more than likely, we are reaching for something that we are not yet fit for. Maybe we never will be, but it is the struggle to achieve that desire that we are perhaps not ready for that is what makes life worth living. Because if you only reach for what you are fit to have... You'll never be fit for anything. Well, that's damn boring. Yeah, that's right. Where's the growth in that? That's right. Yeah, he, he's, Where's the dignity in that? Well, but yes. of course, his, his ideal view of society is no growth. That's true. That's, yes. Which again is why I say that this is... you know. It's the it's it's the ironic thing. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. It's, it's very a, much a know your place and stick to it. Well, for for all in, in his defense, for all the right reasons from his perspective, because he's just come, you know he wants order in society and sees that as the yeah. ultimate good. But all the despots think that. Yeah, it's like nobody gets up in the morning thinking I'm going to be evil today. They get up thinking I'm going to save everybody today. Uh, Doctor yeah. Evil does, but he's the exception. He's the exception that proves the yeah. rule. Yeah, I mean, every despot thought they were saving the world. Exactly. You know, they, yeah, they were I'm doing, doing this for your own good. For your own good. That's yeah. correct. Yes. Yes, I'm murdering 13 million people for the rest of our good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, you know, well for the communists, though, if you got murdered in service to the state at the gulag, 
That that's, was for your own good. Yes. It wasn't just for the survivor's good. It was for your you, own good. You were yes. undesirable that was, for the That state. was your redemption. That's right. Yes. Was yes. your death in you, service you of the you state. You were unfit for this society we're building, so that if you cannot conform, you must be expunged. That's well, it's not even so much that, because you know, they were sent off to the Gulag to do things like you know harvest timber for the cities to burn as fuels, yeah, things like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So if they died doing that, then they died serving the state. Or even if you got the, you know, the 9mm... Uh, heart attack. Yeah, nine yeah. million. Yeah, you know that was that was your redemption in service of the state. Yes. Well, you removed the dissonance from the state by your death. It, but yeah. which that's very Hobbesian, though. You know, it it's, is it's got to go. You know, the state is the, is yeah. all. It is the function. Uh, it's just so happens yeah. it's been clothed in the communist world in the good of the people, which I already. Well, he does too. That's what Ta- Hobbes was saying. Well, you can make the argument that Hobbes I mean, philosophically it, yeah. supports communism. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, modern it, communism, yeah, not it, well, Marx and Engels uh, communism. Bolshevism, perhaps. Bolshevism. Well, uh, but I mean, it is a, to me... Stalinism it, for certain. Yeah, it, it's a straight line. Yeah. Hobbes to Marx to Lenin to Stalin. Yes, I, yes. It is. The only difference is that Hobbes is more honest about the despot. Yeah, absolutely. Because all of the others say, well, this is the service of the people. Well, the see, people are the state. The state is the people. Yeah. And we just happen to be the people who are guiding the rest of them because we're more enlightened. Well, see, to there's to a, bring a little bit of Voltaire There's that it. word, that enlightened piece. That for, for Hobbes, that was what made it workable and doable and desirable. Which, again, it goes back to my problem. And, and, and yeah, I understand it's, what you're saying. It's, it's just, full of crap. Is that it's not possible. It, you, know, you say you're the one who's enlightened, but who are you to say you're more enlightened than I am? That's correct, especially if the reason you're there is because some uh, some hereditary factor or some moistened bit lobbed a scimitar at you. Exactly, <laughs> that's no basis to form a yeah. government. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, Strange yeah. women lying in pubs, oh. distributing swords, is no basis for a system of government. That's right. That's exactly. right. But it's just as... But you know what? It's Bloody just peasant. as... Oh, what a giveaway. Yeah, what a giveaway, yes. Come being, see the being a good artillery, artillery commander is not either. So help, help, help being repressed. Oh, what a giveaway. But that's in, that's the inherent flaw that's right. in all of it. And that's, you know, again, to me, in a way, his he, he's also living out his own version of this in that he's laying out this desire for this enlightened despot. But no one is fit for that. Well... Hey, I mean, I, I, I can still go back to Bella Oxmix in Star Trek. Yeah, this planet's got to be unified, but I got to be the unity. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, all politics is that way. That's right. You know, whoever's running for president of the United States, that's what they're saying. The they're just co- not as bald-faced about it. The most cooperative man in this world is a dead man. So if you don't behave, you're going to be cooperating. Well, that's essentially the gulag. That's the gulag. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, that's right. One last comment on this episode before we uh, wrap up is that uh, I, I'm really excited that we took Thomas Hobbes and not only brought in Mel Brooks and Monty Python, but you got to say hookers and blow. <laughs> so that's why I love this episode. Yeah. Who else? Who else would talk about Thomas Hobbes and mention hookers and blow? That's why we are the place you need to come for your true understanding of why the hell should you care oh about all this stuff. That's why we're doing the public service to enlighten our listeners to things that otherwise you'd say, oh, piss off. <laughs> Well, you know, it's much better than that. We, 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 can, we can make it worth your while. This is why we are Just armchair listen. philosophers as opposed to professionals. Because you know we don't take this stuff as seriously as professionals. Uh, and, and I think that's the, the thing. Yeah, there, there's an element of, of we know we're full of it. Well, we know we're full and of they, it. They we can also understand they are too. Yeah, well, I think maybe some of them do. But 
you know, the, we have the ability to poke holes and poke fun at their stuff, recognizing that you know we don't have all the answers either. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, we you know, know when, but we know when they're full of shit, as you yeah. all have said on several yeah. occasions so far. Yeah, uh, this is probably the most uh, used. This is these are the this one in the last episode, the, the probably the most uh, uh, number of times the word shit has appeared. Uh, and, 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 uh, we have our standards. We will say shit as often as we want to. We just won't drop the f bomb. Generally often. speaking, yes. yes. And, and well, I, I did in purpose once. Yes. And, and you I did, did accidentally. I did accidentally. We edited yours out. We left your, uh, yes, Robert's in because I could come up with no other way to put it. I, I think as we hit these philosophers down the road, full of shit is going to be you know quite. <laughs> it's going to be very. Yeah, it's going to be very. Oh, wait we're going to set the, records each episode. Wait till we get the cop boys. Oh, oh, yes. oh yeah, that's going to be a good oh, one. Yeah. Are we doing John Stuart Mill as one of our guys? Are you kidding? That's the one I've been waiting for. Okay. Yes. Just, yeah, just making sure because I couldn't remember the oh, actual yeah, list. He's going to become a Wilsonian McClellan pinata. So right. we're going to do him last, or uh, no? Because we're going chronological, but second to last. Second to last. Yeah, okay. and we're actually doing John Dewey after him. Yes. Uh, and a lot of that is because and I'll give you a preview only because uh, my philosophy professor at Minerid was very convinced that so much of what's the matter with the world today and our mechanistic view of everything is John Dewey. And that's where I think that it's worth for yeah. us to spend a little time. Um, we, we should consider, just because we did mention it earlier, we should consider doing an Anne Rand episode because... Why not? Uh, as the final one, just because she is at the heart of a lot of... Uh, philosophical debate no, today in this country. Extended out one more, Martin. You I don't know, know that we're, how well we're, we'll do with pulling quotes from her, other than to eviscerate her. Although okay. she got some that are good. It's okay. Don't it's get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a basis to it that that I like. Yeah, absolutely. That's the beauty of every one of these philosophers. They all have something good to say. Right. Whether but, or not they're right or not. Well. Well, the problem is, as I like to say, it's that logical conclusion. That's right. We, let's um, let's roll with it and see where it goes. Yeah. So, anyways. What's next, well, see, Francis? We're going to continue. This is really just a pause button, folks, because next week we're going to come back and talk more about Hobbes himself. As the man, we're going to go a little bit deeper into We've pretty done a good job talking yeah. about why he believes what he believes. We'll get into a little bit more of that, a little bit deeper, to kind of understand that he believes very seriously in what he's talking about. And let's go into the reasons why and what is logical what is not well, i think we need to cover important. you know what's the 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 end game there you know what flows from this why because exactly. again if it's why does he matter what does he influence after the that's fact? right all that's going to be covered next episode so be here hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions remember new episodes publish every friday at noon eastern spread the word we're on all the major podcast platforms, and leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.